I love this lady more than I can even say, and I'm going to go through her bio because, you know, we got to do the thing, but I just want to start out by saying all of this is nothing when you've spent Mm -hmm. time in the presence of Minister Weiss. Minister Juanita is just fabulous. She's fabulous, darling. But let me, let me tell you about her. Um, and again, this is not going to tell you about her heart for Hashem, her heart for the amazing things that the Holy One has planted in her and the way that she ministers and loves on people. Mm. But we, we will tell you that Juanita Weiss received her BA in English education from Norfolk State University and an MA in journalism from Regent University and an associates in biblical studies from Bible Teachers Institute. She is a retired English journalism and visual language teacher and having completed 30 years of exemplary service in the Virginia Beach public schools. See, now for 10 years, she provided servant leadership as pastoral liaison and the director of ministries to 15 ministries at Tidewater Bible Temple. Having served six years as president of Tidewater Bible College, she is a consummate Bible teacher, conference speaker, workshop leader, servant Oh, that's not in there. Playwright and prolific author. She publishes a couple of booklets. You might have read them. Mary and Martha, Jesus's worship and praise team and the trapped Messiah. Three books, journey beyond imagination. God still uses vessels and co-authoring sheroes of the faith. Several devotionals walking daily with the father that I might know him and others. Mm. And she has written and produced several original plays. An ordained minister with Evangelical Christian Alliance, Minister Weiss served in ministry with her husband at Beth Messiah Synagogue and under the leadership of Rabbi Joseph Rosenfarb. In the spring of 2014, wow, David and Juanito launched Kingdom of Life, Malhut Chaim Messianic Congregation in Chesapeake, Virginia. Minister Weiss completed a five-year program at Yeshiva Shuva, the world's largest online Messianic Yeshiva which resulted in ordination as Mora Torah, teacher of the Torah. David and Juanita are blessed with one son, Jonathan Tyler. Minister Weiss is divinely infused with the eager desire to seek the heart of God, prepare the bride for the return of the bridegroom, and share the Bible with a Jewish and from a Jewish perspective. I'm going to make sure that I share all the places that you can find Minister Juanita Weiss. And thank you for being with us today. Wow. Thank you, Charlie. It is definitely my pleasure to be here. And 
I think I love you so much more. You are simply amazing and you have been such a blessing in my life. Even before you knew that you were, you were a blessing to me. So thank you so much for this moment. Oh, I love it. And you know, I was thinking about, I have been stalking you for a long time and we finally connected. We have a common friend and she was saying, oh, uh, she was talking about you and they're like, oh, she's really busy. I'm like, okay, father, I know when you're timing, you'll connect us. And when, when he finally allowed us to connect, it was just, I felt like I met a sister from the same yeah. mister. Yes. Know? I mean, <laughs> and, um, we, we had you minister at a conference for us from the Ruta cafe and that, that is now up for anyone to watch it. I will post it below. It's on YouTube, th- that video, but your teaching that day, just Wow. Thank you for sharing your gift with the kingdom because your teachings are just powerful. It is. It is indeed my pleasure because actually when you asked me to be, um, you know, one of the speakers for your conference, I was so humbled and so blessed and just another opportunity to share the heart of the father with his daughters. That's, that's definitely my calling. And I feel as if the Lord has really impressed that upon me. So for you to give me that opportunity to share that that was far beyond a blessing really thank I, you I, I haven't told you this before but i do I, that i have that on a, my favorites list and i will come back it was the while she waits conference and it was yes. teaching on waiting yes. and i um i bring that around and watch that several times a year i still bring it back up and listen to it or i watch you because it is such a blessing to me can you give us a little bit of a background on how did you find Yeshua in uh, the whole Bible. How did you come into this movement? <laughs> yeah, it. I thank you for that question because I haven't had a, an opportunity to share about it in a while, but uh, I was raised Baptist and from there, you know, the whole Baptist theology is to learn the word of God. And so from there, um, the Lord started stirring something in my heart because I really had this yen, if you will, for his word. And so I went to my pastor and I said, I don't know what's going on, but I feel like I need to move on. And so I did. And I went into an apostolic church. And in that apostolic church, I I learned about um, what it means to honor the men and women of God, I, I, what it meant to worship and have a relationship with the Lord. And so th- my walk with him just got deeper and deeper. And then um, I worked with uh, a friend. Actually, she had just come to the school uh, where I was. It was her first year, and we we became friends. And she said to me one day, she said, my father uh, supports Messianic Jewish ministries, and he tells me that there's one in our area. Would you like to go? And first of all, I had never heard of Messianic Jewish ministries at all. And I was a teacher uh, in a high school and I had not heard of that. And so she introduced that to me. And um, suffice it to say, I did go with her, but I went with fear and trepidation because my theology was that the Jews would be saved during the tribulation. They would not be saved now the, the Lord was waiting and holding them until the tribulation. And that was my theology. So when I walked into this messianic synagogue and saw them dancing with such beauty and freedom and all I did, I just watched everything and I just listened. And 
They were singing songs about this Yeshua and they were praying in the name of Yeshua and they greeted me afterwards. And when I left that building that night, all I could do was look to the Eastern sky because I knew that the Lord was coming back at any moment because my theology was when this happens, he's coming. And so, yeah, so then uh, for a long time, I, I did not go back actually until I met uh, who is now my husband, David, right? Rabbi David, I, I met him. We worked also at the same school and uh, we uh, started becoming friends. And I said to him, you know, because he wasn't a believer, he didn't really know a, a, about Jesus to the gr- degree of accepting him as uh, Savior, Lord, or, or or just knowing that this is a completion, walking into the Jewishness of his faith and uh, by embracing Yeshua was a completion of the Judaism in which he was raised. So I asked him, I said, I, you know, I know about this congregation. Would you like to go? And so it was a synagogue and we went and he, but he's like, what's a, what's a Messianic Jew? And, and so I tried to share it with him, but suffice it to say, we both went that night and uh, this couple came to over to us and really ministered to us and to uh, more specifically to David And then the rabbi kind of took David under his wing and he says, look, I have a Bible study uh, every Tuesday night. You got both are invited to come. So we started going together. So now he is understanding about his Jewish Messiah and I'm understanding about the Jewishness of Jesus. And then we're learning and growing together. And I tell you, Charlie, um, just learning about the Jewishness of Jesus from a messianic rabbi sitting at his feet every week, just listening and eating it all up. All I could think of was I've fallen in love with this Jesus more than I ever had, because now I'm learning really who he is. There was an aspect of him that was uh, not open to me, if you will, coming out of a Baptist church and an apostolic church, but being there, there was this whole Um, background of his Jewishness, who he was. He came as a Jew. Of course, we know that, right? But to know that that's how he lived and that's how he walked and about the Jewish feasts, those, all of that came to such clarity for me just from that teaching. And ever since then, I've just embraced it. And for a long time, I was going to my church, the apostolic church, and going to the synagogue on Saturdays. and But I could tell that the Lord was doing something to my heart. And by that time, um, David had uh, received Messiah and eventually we were married. And so I could feel like the Lord really doing something in my heart. And so I went to my pastor and I shared with him that I felt that the Lord was really calling me to this walk in Messianic Judaism. And suffice it to say, even though I walked uh, away from the apostolic church into Messianic Judaism, 
I really said to the Lord, now look, okay, I did this. Now what am I going to do? Because I was in ministry. I was teaching. I was, you know, supporting my pastor. When he was out, he called on me to teach. Now what? Now what am I going to do? And this was my dialogue with the Lord. And suffice it to say, he just opened so many doors. You know, and can I just say to an audience out there, if you're thinking, Lord, what am I going to do if you if I heed your call and and you called me to this place and it's something different and it's something new? Don't even worry about that. He's already taken care of it. He's already gone before you, right? He's already sent the Malachim before you. It's already done. All he's waiting for you from you is, for is obedience. That's what he wants. He just wants obedience. And then he'll work out the rest. He did it. He did it in our lives. He did it in my life and he'll do it in yours as well. Oh, I love that so much. So beautiful. And what a transition because there's a lot of us who were stepping out into the unknown. And I can imagine as you did that, all I was hearing in my my heart was the identity crisis that you had to walk through Yes, because yes. you were this one person and that's how you were known. Exactly. And then now you're stepping into the unknown and, um, it, he still, he, he went through the fire. We talked about that before we hit play on yeah. the cord. Um, <laughs> did that, was that process a little bit messy for you? Well, uh, it was because I'm, of course, I'm not, I was not at that place that I am now. So yes, indeed, it was messy because I'm talking to uh, God like, okay, um, now what? Now what are you going to do? How are you going to work a miracle in here? This is a Messianic Jewish congregation. You know, I don't see women ministering to the degree that I was ministering, right? I don't, I don't see that open door. So, so that was a, a, a little uh, messy uh, I think uh, in the beginning and, and more with me uh, than anything else. But I do have to say that the rabbi's wife, that she they would have um, retreats. And so she had asked me to speak and asked me to pray and things like that. So the Lord was beginning to open the door until I was so uh, bold enough to say to the rabbi one day, I'm like, you know what? You need an events coordinator. That's exactly what I used to do at my former congregation. But now that I know about these holy days from you, I would love to do that. He says, you're it. (laughs) So he just brought me in as the events coordinator and we would meet once a week and talk about all the events and I would get to plan them. So it's amazing just what the Lord did to the point that now as a pastor, my husband, the rabbi of our congregation, that's what I do now. I'm the events coordinator. I, I practically uh, plan all of the events, but I came with that wealth of information that I gleaned from him, from this rabbi who, uh, who allowed me to walk in this position. And uh, you know, I don't even know why I asked him that day, but I just felt that there needed to be something done. You know, like these felt needs, you go into a congregation, you see a need and and you want to fill it. And so it was the the right thing because he certainly did agree to it. And I think the congregation was blessed as a result of it. I know I was indeed. Yeah. That's beautiful. And I, I, I know that all of that was to get, 
groom you, taking yes. taking what you knew from before, these new skills, this new knowledge of the feasts, the festivals, all the Moedim. And then now as you walk into, and I know uh, Malhu Chaim is actually under the Church of God, which is I was sitting there thinking, this is the most amazing thing ever. It's like the perfect blend that they've let you come in. They give you the sanctuary. Your, your director is so loving and, and generous and, and acceptant to you. And I just love it. Oh yeah. I just wanted to say though, um, actually when we came in, um, now we're under what is called kingdom impact ministries. And it's a, it's a non-denominational, uh, oversight ministry. So we're not affiliated with the church of God, but the, the church where we are, uh, where we rent from is definitely a church of God. So that, okay. yeah, that's the, that's the connection there, but we're not affiliated with the church of God. Perfect. Yes. That's, yes. I just love the, I was the, the feeling when I was blessed to be there last year, walking in and and the people were amazing if you are in the chesapeake area um or anywhere close to there you you don't want to not be there that's where you want to go um you'll be looking for malhut chaim we'll make sure we put all the information in the show notes but you'll want to be there the music was beautiful the teaching is on point it was an amazing day that i was blessed to be there for did you find um minister juanita did you find that as you begin to get all this new knowledge, because you had a whole new dimension of the word, now you're seeing it from a Hebraic understanding. Was there a season that you kind of lost Jesus in the process because of all the knowledge coming in? Well, um, I don't, I don't think so, but this, let, let me do, as you mentioned something, let me just share this, uh, because as I'm learning all of this, right, as I'm getting all of this knowledge, well, guess what? your whole framework changes your your teaching perspective your vantage point it's all different it's all reworked and i was used to speaking to a church audience coming from a totally different mindset and a totally different perspective so uh i knew that you know in the past i had those engagements in the church i spoke at retreats and workshops and i did that but i'm thinking now that's not an avenue for me anymore, right? Because when I go to a church, I can't imagine that they would want to hear what I have to say. So a a friend told me that her pastor wanted me to come and speak about um, Pentecost, Shavuot. And I thought, this is a Kojic. This is a church of God in Christ, right? What does he, he does not want me to share what I know about Shavuot because I understand the Kojic understanding of Pentecost. So I told him I would do it, but I want you to know that I went into that church. I'm like, Lord, I pray that this is what you have really, even at that point, I had trepidation about going. And then when I opened the door and walked in there on the pulpit, he had built a sukkah. I kid you not. In the church of God in Christ, he had built a sukkah. I felt so free, so free. And I tell you, Charlie, that at that moment, as I was sharing, I'm sharing the messianic understanding, the Jewish understanding 
of Pentecost, along with this um, New Testament understanding that they have, but bringing it all together. And I tell you, there was Pentecost in the place, in the place. And I left there that day. I was like so, so blessed. And I heard the Lord say to me so clearly, now this is what I've called you to. Oh. <laughs> oh, it's like you, I've, this is why you have the fullness of this information, right? Because you already have that background. You know where the church is. You know where the church is coming from, but you come in and you blend it. And when it's blended the way it was in the beginning, right? It's not something new that I'm doing. It was already done. I'm just connecting with what has already been done. I'm connecting with the old. <laughs> and so the Ruach HaKodesh, it was amazing. Absolutely amazing. I'll never forget it. A day in my life. But even in the midst of that, you know, uh, you were talking about uh, losing Jesus. It's like I, I found him anew and afresh. And he allowed me to do that by just delving into his own culture, into his customs, into, you know, his perspective. Even when he comes and he's talking to his Talmudim, it's, there's a perspective that he has. And he allowed me to walk in that. And I, it's just unforgettable. I'll uh, there is no, I'm, I'm serious. Those of you who are listening, there is no other fullness of walk other than this. This is it. This is the, this is the fullness of the Gentiles. This is it. Connecting with our Hebraic roots, connecting with the very roots of our faith and the very roots of the savior that we love. And I know that you love him. I loved him. And he, he heard that. He saw that. He knew that I did. And he says, now let me allow you to love the whole me, right? Let me allow you to love all of me. And some of us resist it, right? Some of us fight against it. I think that's what makes it so messy because we fight against it instead of just walking in the obedience of the calling. And I believe that he's called every one of us to a fuller understanding of who he is. <laughs> oh, so wow. That is so beautiful. <laughs> I, I, I hope that you hear that if you're struggling. There's, there's sometimes we can get so caught up in the knowledge we're learning and learning and seeking yes. after one more new, new thing that we haven't heard before in the word. And we forget the Messiah, the savior of the scriptures. Yes. So I just, if, if that's you right now, I just want you to know it's okay. His arm isn't too short. He knows yes. exactly where you are. And that I would just ask that you take a moment to just reconnect with the savior of the scriptures and not just trying to know one more thing and, and, wow. and, and trying to just get your knowledge down so you can argue better, but instead opening your heart and your mind again to Messiah. Mm. I mean, I mean, you know, um, when you said that, it's like, you know, the scripture that tells us that the Greeks seek after a wisdom. That's what we do. That's what we want. We want another new thing. Or, uh, how can I wow the audience with this new thing? Right. Um, someone was telling the story about, um, uh, the apostle John, the Shaliach, uh, John, how, you know, he was the last of the Talmudim to live. And, 
so 90, 100 years old or how he was definitely as old as that. And they say that they used to bring him in on a chair, uh, you know, and lower him down and he would just sit, call his little children, you know, as he says in his, uh, in his letters and he would call them to him and, and he would say, little children love one another. And, and someone said, is that what you're, is that all you're going to say? He says, that's the goal of Torah. That is, that's it. We can't lose that. It is the telos. It is the goal, right? The end, the fulfillment of Torah. It's love. It's loving. And we can't really love until we love, you know, the way Yeshua has called us to love. That's, that's real love to love him and loving him means loving him in his fullness, not just a little facet of him, not just a little iota of him, not being satisfied with what you know about him now, but delving deeper into his word that whatever he wants to uncover to you about his nature, about his essence, you say, yes, yes, that's <laughs> obedience. Right? That's the angel's <laughs> we're able to ask him, like, I don't know how, maybe some, maybe someone's listening and they're saying, God, I hear what they're saying. And that makes that stirs in me, but I don't know how to do that because I know that I know that he said to love, love God with my whole heart, mind, soul, strength, and then love my neighbor as myself. That is Torah. That's what Paul said. That's yeah. he was just reiterating what the master had already said. Maybe you're saying, I don't know how I want to encourage you that you can say, I don't know how. And the Holy Spirit will lead you in all truth. He will yes. show you. Yes, yes. You know, there was a time, if I could just interject here, because uh, I remember the one of the first fasts that the Lord led me on. And in this fast, uh, you know, that morning, every like every portion of my day, I was bombarded with food, right? In the morning. Uh, there was someone opening a banana. I don't even like bananas, but they were peeling it in. And of course I'm looking, right? Cause I'm smelling it and peeling it and then biting into it as if it's amazing. And then later on during lunchtime, somebody put popcorn in the microwave, <laughs> right? And I then on my way, popcorn. I know, I know. And there's nothing like the smell of it, Right. And so all day long, I'm thinking about food. All day long, I'm bombarded by food. And all I can think about is the meal that I'm going to prepare at the end of the day. At the end of my work date, I'm going to go home. And on my way home, there's this bagel truck with this amazing bagel on the side, right? And I rush home. Then as soon as I rush through the door, I fall to my knees because there was such an overwhelming conviction. The Lord, it, it, he said to me so clearly, as much as you desired food all day long and as much as it intervened in your life and as much as you could not raise home to make that meal at the end of the day, I need you to desire me that way. I need you to desire me that way. And I said, Lord, I don't. I don't desire you like that. And I tell you, 
something happened that you know the fa- it was that fast was worth it to get to that point of being so honest with the lord that i don't really desire you that way but i want to lord but i really want to and <laughs> he's brought me to this place okay charlie i'm sorry i'm crying on your podcast <laughs> uh brought me to this place of this great desire for his word, for his presence, for teaching others to press into him, to seek him. Not me. I don't have the answers. I don't have the answers. All I have is him and he's the answer, <laughs> right? That's that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. And I just so appreciate that moment, you know, of real honesty that was really uh, propelled by the Ruach HaKodesh, by the Holy Spirit. Like, Lord, I I don't desire you like that, but I really do want to. You know, when you begin to think from the morning, there's an interjection, the banana, the popcorn, the bread, the racing home. Wow. Wow. That we could desire him that way. It's what he wants. And I, I believe that we can. I mean, Rob Shaul says, I don't want to know anything among you guys. All I want to know is Messiah and him crucified. Yes. (laughs) Yes. That's it. That's it. That's powerful. We're going to, I'm going to ask you to pray, pray for those listening, pray for me, pray for all of us. Uh, The power of that, for those who maybe they're not feeling his presence, maybe they don't, they don't know him. They know the word, they know that, but they haven't, they're not, I won't say feeling, it doesn't have to be this uh, sensation thing, but do you know him? When you stand before him, is he going to say, oh, John, I'm so glad to see you. Does he know you? And if you don't, it's okay to ask. Yeah. I don't know how. Would you, would you pray for us as we do today? Yes, I will. Thank you. Thank you so much, Charlie, for just this opportunity to seek the face of the father. Avinu Shabashamayim, our Father in heaven, thank you so much for this time, Lord. Thank you for Charlie. Thank you for this podcast. Thank you for what you've done in her heart, Lord, that she wants so many to know about you, Lord, in in a way that's that's not overwhelming, in a way, Lord, that um that that gives them some ease. Uh, into walking in that obedience that you've called all of us to. So Lord, I do pray for those of us, Lord, who, Lord, there's something deeper that we desire. We know, we know it is because your word tells us that you put eternity in our hearts, but Lord, we've covered that eternity. We've covered that desire with all these other trappings and things of this world, Lord. We've nibbled so long at the table of junk food and snack foods, Lord. We've nibbled too long for the hedonistic pleasures of this world, Lord, that we have not longed for that which is our sustenance, for that which is our life, for that which is our hope. So, Father, I ask in the name that is above every other name in Yeshua's name that you would endow everyone who's listening right now Lord, with a deeper, deeper revelation of your Ruach, of your spirit, of your presence, Lord, of your love. 
Lord, I know that that's your heart. It's, it's you came that Yeshua would show us the Father. Yeshua came so that we would understand your heart and your heart is to love. Your heart is that we would know you. Lord, to the point that Yeshua would steal away in those lone, alone times and in the mornings and Lord, those lonely places and he would seek your heart. I pray that you put upon every heart right now a desire to seek you in those times. Lord, in the good and the bad, seeking you. Father, in the ups and the downs, it's just longing for you. And I pray that you would give us, all of us, Lord, the sincerity and the genuineness of a faith, God, that says, Lord, you know, I love you, but I want to love you more. Lord, I desire you, but I don't desire you like that. And I want to. And Lord, you said that blessed is he who hungers and thirst after righteousness, for he shall be filled. He shall be filled. And I thank you for the infilling for each one right now who says, Lord, I want more. I want more of you. I am not satisfied with where I am right now. I want more. And you will fill that place, Lord. You will fill those voids. Lord, you will even go into the chasms of our hearts. And Lord, where and those places that were darkened and we had not even opened to you. Lord, you, would you knock at those places in our hearts right now that we would open them to you. And when we do, you will fill them and you will fill them with such goodness and such love. And Lord, you will fill them, Lord, with, with the beauty of who you are, that that's what we will reflect, your beauty. So thank you so much, Lord, for everyone who's listened for Charlie, for her family. Lord, we bless you and we give you glory that all of us will be called to a place of loving you more because in loving you, there is service and there is obedience. B'shem Yeshua. Amen v'amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Thank you again, Minister Juanita, for today. And if you're listening and you have felt like you've maybe lost your way and you think he can't handle your messy, I just want to encourage you that he is not too far. Amen. He is not too far and he can handle all the messy. Amen. He came to this messy world <laughs> just for you. Okay. And for me, because I'm his favorite, but just, <laughs> he came just for our messy because he knows that without him, we can't do it. Amen. So be blessed today, and we can't wait to hear from you next week. And that's a wrap on another Messy Antics adventure. My fellow spiritual adventurers, from splitting red seas of laughter to stumbling upon mana mishaps, we truly experienced the full spectrum of Messianic marvels and Torah tales. Remember, folks, as we navigate the sometimes bewildering but always beautiful path of faith, it's okay to have a few loose ends along the way. Embracing the messiness of life is what makes our journey genuine and our connection with Adonai so meaningful. Before we go, let's take a moment to thank our incredible guests who shared their story, insights, and aha moments with us. And of course, a big thank you to you, our amazing listeners. Without you, we'd just be folks sitting in here with a microphone, and that's just not as fun. We'll catch up with you next time on Messy Antics, where the Torah is our compass and laughter is our guiding star. Stay joyful, stay curious, and may your days be filled with blessings that are as abundant as manna in the wilderness. And help us out by liking, subscribing, and leaving us that five-star review.